Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC Studios, it's Brian Lehrer, a daily politics podcast. It's Wednesday, September 28th. Back in May, when it first became clear that the Supreme Court was about to overturn Roe v. Wade, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat of course, introduced a bill to protect a woman's right to choose in federal law. Here is Schumer on the Senate floor on May 11th. For half a century, Roe v. Wade has been the bedrock upon which women have secured the freedom to make their own decisions when it comes to their bodies. Few questions are more personal, more private, and more complicated than those involving a pregnancy. Few decisions should be more out of bounds to the whims and judgments of elected politicians. But that is precisely the doomsday scenario that now faces our country. Today's vote is one of the most consequential we will take in decades. The Schumer bill was defeated in the Senate that day, almost entirely along party lines, though Joe Manchin voted with the Republicans. More recently, Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican, of course, proposed a bill to limit abortion nationally to the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. States that have stricter abortion bans could keep them. States like New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and California with more liberal time frames would be forced to reduce them to 15 weeks. Here's Graham comparing his bill to Schumer's on Fox News Sunday last week. Chuck Schumer introduced legislation several months ago that would allow abortion on demand up to the moment of birth, like China and North Korea, for the entire nation. What did I do in response? I said, at 15 weeks, when the baby can feel pain, it sucks its thumb, that we're going to ban abortion except in the cases of rape, incest, life of the mother. We're talking almost four months into the pregnancy. It puts us in line with France is at 12 weeks. Germany, England is at 14 weeks. Only in Washington is it extreme to protect a baby at 15 weeks from an excruciating death. Senator Lindsey Graham, last week on Fox News Sunday. And House Republican leader, uh, the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, last week unveiled a national Republican congressional campaign platform that included the phrase, quote, to protect the lives of unborn children, unquote. So this issue is very much in play in congressional elections all over the country. With us now is Washington Post national political reporter Lee Ann Caldwell, among other things. She is co-author of the Washington Post morning politics newsletter called Early 202. 202 is Washington, D.C.'s area code, if you didn't know. Lee Ann, thanks a lot for joining us. Welcome to WNYC today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Can we start, before we fact-check Lindsey Graham or anything else, can we start with a basic premise here? Undoing Roe versus Wade as a national abortion right in the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision does not mean the issue is returned to the states, a phrase we've heard people use a lot. It's returned to the political sphere as opposed to the judicial sphere or constitutional Supreme Court sphere. But returning it to politics means returning it to Congress every bit as much as it means returning it to state legislatures, right? 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. Congress has the power to legislate this issue. Um, it's just something that they haven't been able to do um, for decades. And so uh, for so long, Congress has avoided the issue. They haven't taken votes on it, in part because it wasn't necessarily a partisan issue. You had moderate Republicans who believed in abortion rights. You had moderate Democrats who opposed it. It is this realignment that we have seen over the past couple years that where this really has become partisan and the votes that have been taken in Congress uh, this year are 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 the most partisan. When the House passed it again in July, they it was along party lines. There were three Republicans who voted with the Democrats um, to expand expand access to abortion. Um but that was the only crossover in the Senate, as you mentioned in your lead, when the Senate voted on it, just Joe Manchin uh, voted against it. And that's not to say that there's he, he believes in some access to abortion. He thought this bill went too far. But for so long there for so long, it wasn't partisan issue. But there also hasn't been the votes. Uh, you need 60 votes in the Senate to do anything on abortion. And there have not been 60 senators that agree. This difference between returning it to the states and Congress having a role, how much is that an issue within the Republican Party right now? I'm asking you as a political analyst, because it was mostly Republicans who for years said Roe should be overturned and return the issue to the states. Yeah, it's a huge issue in the Republican Party, and that is really how Republicans, especially at the national level, are kind of uh washing their hands of this issue right now um they are saying that this is, should not be something that congress should deal with that it should be up to individual states um that the states and the voters in those states should decide what is appropriate for their state regarding abortion um and so that absolves republicans at the federal level of responsibility, of doing something about it, of addressing this issue, even though they have in the when they were in the minority um, and they have and even in the majority, it hasn't come up, but they have proposed bills on national bans on abortion in the past, even before Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, they never passed. They never went anywhere. Um, but now that it has become such a potent political issue, uh, especially for Democrats, um, Republicans uh, kind of want to wash their hand. Many of them, I should say, want to wash their hands of this for the time being. So, Leanne, the Lindsey Graham 15-week abortion ban, why did he propose that just as other Republicans were trying to downplay the whole topic of abortion rights, as you were just describing? Well, just a little bit of color here to start. Uh, when Senator Lindsey Graham proposed held his press conference on announcing his 15-week abortion ban, Republicans were beside themselves, Republicans in the Senate. They were blindsided. They didn't ex know that that was happening. Um, and they thought it was really bad politics. Um, and when Lindsey Graham held his press conference, he was the only senator standing up there. He had supporters from, you know, the activist groups, the anti-abortion groups standing behind him. 
Um, but even Lindsey Graham admitted that it was very difficult to get all those different with those four or five different groups in the room because of how hard it is to coalesce the party on uh, a timeline or one talking point, one policy on abortion. He settled on the 15 weeks, he says, because that was the basis for the Dobbs decision, um, the Jackson a women's health uh, case that went to the Supreme Court was challenging the 15 weeks. Um, he also did it because he says that the party needs to have uh, um, unity on where they stand on the issue so that voters know. He says that it is in line with other Europe with European countries, and he thinks it's a legitimate timeline to have abortion access for the first 15 weeks of term. Um, but he did it and he didn't, you know, Republicans immediately, his colleagues in the Senate immediately uh, said, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, this should be left up to the voters in the states. The Congress is not going to address this issue right now. Maybe down the line after we hear from all the states, they say that then we will do some sort of national uh, uh law regarding abortion. But um, so Lindsey Graham really stepped out front and uh, the timing was not what Republicans wanted. So close to an election, they don't want to be talking about this issue. Um, and they think that he really muddled their message. As a footnote to history, you mentioned that Lindsey Graham hung his 15 week abortion ban on the original um, Dobbs case. People will forget, this is why it's going to be a footnote to history, I think, that that Mississippi case that went to the Supreme Court, Dobbs, was a 15-week abortion ban. It was not a total abortion ban. It was a 15-week abortion ban. And there were other people who filed suits, maybe even the Mississippi Attorney General, even while the law that the Mississippi State Legislature passed was 15 weeks, then... Other people said, or Mississippi itself said, yeah, you know, while you're at it, why don't you throw out Roe altogether? <laughs> and the Supreme Court said, yeah, that's a great idea. We think we'll do that. So it was a 15-week abortion ban in the Dobbs case in Mississippi, but the Supreme Court went much further. By the way, the um, phrase that we've been talking about that people use, return abortion to the states, listener tweets, States don't get abortions. Leave it to those who do, people. So that's an interesting take on that phrase from a listener. But, Leanne, the comparison that Lindsey Graham made in the clips we played, the comparisons between what he's proposing at 15 weeks and what Schumer proposed uh, that failed along party lines, is Graham characterizing Schumer accurately and is he characterizing France and Germany and England accurately in that clip on how many weeks abortion rights are limited to in those other Western countries? You know, I don't know. This is out of my this is out of my purview, um, unfortunately. But but this is what Republicans say. Um, I'm not sure of the ins and outs of of law overseas, um, but this has become a very common talking point among Republicans um, that Democrats are extreme on the issue. 
um, they are now using the term abortion on demand, which is a very grotesque um, uh, way to put it and also obviously dismisses um, all of the, you know, the decisions and the agony and the medical history and needs of a woman and a family uh, when they when they use those ter- that term. Um, but they say that the United States is far outside of what the rest of the world allows on this issue. Um, like I said, I'm not really sure mm-hmm. um, because this is a discussion of what's happening in this country. Sure. Um, but it is a talking point that's really that's that's that the base um is really effective with the Republican base, but they're not going to be persuaded on this issue. People who are anti-abortion, anti-access to abortion, they already believe what they believe. And so where the discussion and the debate is right now is in the middle, the moderates, the independent voters. And I'm not sure that that is really effective right now now that abortion access is being stripped from people around this country, the debate takes on a different, you know, tone and a different meaning now that abortion is not legal for many people. Yeah. Well, about um, Graham's characterization of the Schumer bill, what was in the Schumer bill? What have all the Democrats in the Senate except Joe Manchin signed on to? Yeah, it is something it is. It codifies Roe v. Wade, which is at viability at about 24 weeks. Um, But it also does allow these uh, abortions past 24 weeks um, when it is medically necessary. That does nothing to outlaw abortion um, in in those instances. Um, And so that is something that Schumer or that Manchin thought went too far. Um, You know, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, the Republican, um, she has her own uh, abortion access bill with Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia. And the thing that she really wanted to address to change from the Democrats bill is uh, religious liberty, ensuring that that um, religious institutions have the ability to you know, practice their beliefs and their faiths, their faith on this issue. And so that was a major change. Um, But um, and so the bill does expand access to abortion, um, creates fewer limits. um, And it is, you know, because the Democratic Party believes that it is absolutely the right of most in the Democratic Party, I should say, the right of a mother and her medical professional and her family to decide what is best, especially when her life is on the line. Let's take a phone call uh, from somebody who knows more about what European abortion rights laws are like. Kate in Brooklyn, you're on WNYC. Hi, Kate. Hey, Brian. Um, Thank you so much for all of your thoughtful coverage on abortion. Uh, Yeah, I used to work in reproductive rights in the U.S. and in Europe. It's really disingenuous comparison when Lindsey Graham talks about France and other countries in Europe, because countries like that that do have cut off that 12 or 15 weeks often have a lot of things that we do not, like free access to contraception, free access to emergency contraception like Plan B or the morning after pill, widely available abortion care in regular healthcare settings so people don't have to travel miles and miles to get to clinics, and abortion is usually free. 
So all those reasons are the things that push people later in pregnancy here in the U.S. don't exist in those countries. And then beyond 12 or 15 weeks, there are huge exceptions beyond that cutoff that often include mental health care. So, and then not to mention all the child, free child care and other health care coverage that exists for folks who do want to continue their pregnancies. So Graham has been making this comparison for years every time he introduces these bans, um, and it's never been a fair comparison. Kate, thank you so much for your call. We really appreciate it uh, with the context of, of your background. Leanne, is anyone proposing a compromised position like the one implied in the Jill Lepore article in The New Yorker. I read something about a Susan Collins bill. You mentioned Susan mm-hmm. College brief, uh, Collins briefly, but I'm unclear. Yeah, I think that the Susan Collins one would be the closest to that. Um, she did it with Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia, a Democrat. Of course, he was uh, Hillary Clinton's VP uh, nominee, if you remember, go back mm-hmm. back in, in the day. 2016, um, yeah. Yeah, so if... uh feels like such a long time ago, 2016, right? I think 2016 (laughs) feels as long ago now as like 1950 felt in 1980, you know? I had to think, it was 2016, right? No, yes. But that's why you might know his name. And, uh, you know, he... I, I. had an interview with him and he's one of those people where this issue is very difficult for him as a Catholic, as you know, he, but he doesn't want to impose his beliefs on other people. And he and Susan Collins worked on this legislation and they think that it, it affects the right balance. It is 24 weeks, you know, access to abortion up until viability, 24 weeks. They think that it is a very clean codification of Roe v. Wade. Um, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it hasn't come up for a vote. Um, Senator Schumer hasn't entertained it. Um, there, it kind of was introduced and then it didn't go anywhere and no one really talked about it again. Um, we are in campaign season, we're in political season. And so this is become a political issue. It has always been a political issue, but right now it is really a political issue. And so people aren't really either, they're not looking for answers at the federal level anyway. Now to finish up, we've been talking so much about the Senate in this conversation, the Chuck Schumer bill, the Lindsey Graham bill, the Susan Collins bill, which are all at different points on the spectrum on this issue. Let's finish up with the House. Um, When the Supreme Court ruled in Dobbs, Nancy Pelosi said this. With Roe and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusade to criminalize health freedom. In the Congress, be aware of this, the Republicans are plotting a nationwide abortion ban. They cannot be allowed to have a majority in the Congress to do that. But that's their goal. So that was Nancy Pelosi. Here's the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy. This great nation can now live up to its core principle that all are created equal, not born equal, created equal. Americans celebrate this historic victory because we know it will save the lives of millions of children and it will give families hope. But as encouraging as today's decision is, our work is far from done. 
Our work is far from done. Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy just after the Dobbs decision. So, Leanne, you described earlier how many Republican congressional candidates have been walking away from that kind of Kevin McCarthy language after the Kansas abortion referendum in which it was revealed that even a lot of Republicans want basic abortion rights in this country. And yet McCarthy released that so-called commitment to America congressional campaign platform last week that included the phrase to protect the lives of unborn children. So what's going on? It did include that phrase um, because that is the only thing that Republicans right now in Congress are able to agree on. Um, There was no specifics on to what that means. Does that mean a complete ban? Does that mean no exceptions? Does that mean sit six weeks at 15 weeks at 20 weeks? Um, you know, Republicans um, in the House are more, can be more conservative, more extreme than in the Senate. They obviously have districts instead of states they have to represent. Um, but this abortion issue could very well cost Kevin McCarthy, some pickup seats, some ability to win uh, seats that are, you know, on his target list. Um, It happened in the special in New York um, when Pat Ryan uh, in August, he won. Um, He's a Democrat. He the Republican was supposed to win um, in that special election. Uh, But Pat Ryan leaned into the abortion issue very heavily in his campaign and to the surprise of pretty much everyone, um, Democrats and Republicans, Pat Ryan won. And so Republicans see the warning signs on this issue. And that's why in his commitment to America, he had to include a line about protecting the lives of unborn children. Um, But that was just a line. It was a talking point, and it can mean many things to many people. And it is proof that Republicans are not united on this issue, um, especially as they now know that this is bad politics for them. 30 issues in 30 days, our midterm election series. Our first three issues have been on abortion rights. Starting tomorrow, we'll go on to our set on immigration as an issue. We'll do our next two on that, issues four and five. For today, we thank Lee Ann Caldwell, who writes the early 202 morning newsletter, politics newsletter for the Washington Post. She's also what they call a Washington Post live anchor, doing interviews and stuff, and she has reported a lot on abortion rights in national politics. Lee Ann, thank you so much for all your insights today. Thanks for having me, Brian. Brian Lehrer, A Daily Politics Podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next time.